0: Hi, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 9th of May 2023 Hong Kong Stories Podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Huge hellos go out to our fellow Hong Kongers, both here and around the world. We hear you, Hong Kong, and we are listening. The 26th of May show is shaping up very nicely. The theme is All at Sea, and Jen is currently helping each storyteller to shape their stories into the best that they can be. Tickets are now on sale through the links on the website, HongkongStories.com. There are also workshops up for general storytelling. Come and hone your interpersonal skills with us. Links can be found on the website, HongkongStories.com. Hong Kong Stories It's Better Than Drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now today's story, which was performed before a live audience at the Aftermath in September, 2022 and had the theme, oopsie, here is, and I'm never totally sure how to introduce this, me. When my dad was small, he dreamed of being a cowboy. All he wanted, and he all he wanted was to ride his little pony that he loved so much. And he enjoyed himself so much that when we were kids and he was our dad, he decided that he needed his kids to also have the same experience. So, in order to do this, when I was around 10 years old, he brought home to our small Ontario farm a quarter horse. We were so excited. We'd never ridden before, but we were country kids and we were like up for any challenge. Also, I'm the only girl so far. And so I'm like, I gotta be as tough as the boys, right? So here we are. Now, if you know as little about horses as I did as a 10 year old, here's some tips. American quarter horses are huge. Like, they're seriously enormous. You sit on a saddle, 150 centimeters off the ground. That's really tall. You sit up there, on top of this little piece of leather, strapped to the horse. Below you is 700 pounds of horse. 700 pounds is a big barrel chest and these skinny little legs, bookended by a swishy tail and seriously impressive teeth. And there you are. Now, our horse was called Frisco. And she was beautiful and brown, and she had a little white stripe down her face. She was a very easygoing horse, you know? Benevolent, even. And we quickly learned to love her very much. Uh, She had a soft, mobile mouth and liquid brown eyes and sharp heavy hooves but my dad the professional cowboy gave us some tips on how to ride he said okay here's what you do get on the horse you grip with your knees right get your feet in the stirrups when the horse is moving you just follow the rhythm of the horse so when it's going slowly you just roll back and forth no problem right you just roll with it really casual when it goes a little bit faster, you stand up in the stirrups and you let the horse move under you and you just roll along with it. It's all good. Now, you control a horse through a bit in its mouth. It's got a piece of metal in its mouth and on either side is the two rings and from the rings go the reins. The reins go back to the rider and that's how this is your steering wheel, right? So if you want to go right, you pull gently to the right, it goes right. If you want to go left, gently to the left, it goes left. If you want to stop you pull back, again, gently. My father said, one of the most important things to know if you want to learn how to ride properly is, never let go of the reins. Because even if you fall off of the horse, your body weight will naturally stop the horse and save you from the utter embarrassment of the horse running off into the fields and you having to chase it. With this advice, we're ready. We're ready to go. And so we tried a few times. We're, we're getting pretty good. We're feeling pretty confident. And over, you know, it was a month or two later, uh, it's a nice warm August afternoon. And there we are um, out in the backyard. Some cousins have come over. So it's auntie and uncle, a couple of cousins around my age. Everybody's in the backyard, sitting in lawn chairs, hanging out, chatting, getting ready for the evening meal. And we're Me and and the cousins around the same age, we're all practicing our horse riding skills. Now, my dad has attached a lead rope to the bit, okay? And the lead rope goes to one kid, and they hold on to it. And then there's another kid up on the top of the horse, riding it like a cowboy, right? So we're doubly safe, and we're going around this path that goes around our farm. It starts at the barn, and then it goes in the back, and then it goes around the side of the property and out to the road, and then back up. The driveway to the barn. So this is a nice loop. It takes about 10 minutes and our patient horse has been doing this loop now for several hours with a kid. One kid leading, one kid riding. She's great. The boys have all had their turns and it's my turn. So I get up there, I'm in my t-shirt, pair of tracky bottoms, jogging pants, some dirty white sneakers and I have to stand on a box in order to get on the horse because it's really high up and I can't get on by myself. So I'm in the box, cousin with the lead rope brings the horse over to the box and I step onto the first stirrup. I swing my leg up over the bulk of the back of the horse and put my foot in the other stirrup. Now the stirrups, admittedly, because I'm the shortest one, are a little bit too long. But I've done this before. I'm practically a professional. It's gonna be fine. So off we go, the cousin leading the horse, me on top of it, riding, feeling really confident, rolling with the horse, you know, as she gates along, just so pleasant, so cool, so cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going around the outside, and we go around the back, and we come around the side, and we come around the road, and then we get to the front of the driveway, just the end there. This time, I have to assume that the horse is getting a little bored, right? Or maybe she's just thinking about her warm stall that has no children in it and her dinner that's waiting on the other end. Because when we get to the end of the driveway there, she starts to go a little faster. Not like galloping off into the sunset, but just a gentle canter. So we've moved from a walk into a canter which doesn't seem that bad, but the cousin immediately drops the lead rope. (laughs) And I'm up there, and this is when I realized that I should have adjusted the stirrups because my feet quickly fall out of the stirrups. One and then the other, and I'm on top of this horse, and I can't stand up because the horse is too wide for me to grip with my knees. And I'm basically like, I don't know, kneeling on top of the horse, but not really, but kind of. But then I'm not kneeling on the horse because I'm sliding down the side of the horse. And then slowly, like a kid on a trampoline, I bounce off of the horse and thump onto the ground. And there's a moment, there is a moment when the horse stops, because I have not let go of the reins. Because my body weight will stop the horse, or at least it would have stopped the horse, If I was, say, an adult man or even a teenage girl, but I was not, all 30 pounds of me are holding on to the reins as the horse gingerly and carefully and gently steps around me and continues to drag me up that driveway. The gravel is going into my butt and scraping along my side as my jogging pants slowly slip down my non-existent hips and flow behind me, like a bifurcated flag of surrender, as she drags me past all the relatives and the family members starting their dinner. And over the grass and to the barn, my father by this time has cottoned on what's happened, and he's jumped up and run over, and he stops the horse and, you know, gives me a hug and dries my tears and checks for injuries, surprisingly few. Um, considering just a few bits of gravel stuck in there, and he, he, you know, gives me a hug. My family is very kind and tries to, you know, pretend at least not to laugh too hard. (laughs) But, of course, the biggest injury is to my pride, because clearly I'm not quite as good as I thought I was, which is not that unusual either. Now, there is a prevailing wisdom in the world that if you fall off a horse, you should get right back on again. And I did, not that day, but I did get back on the horse, not that long after. And I got back on every single horse that came through our yard. As my dad gained a reputation of being a good trainer of horses and somebody who could board horses very well, we had lots of horses come through and I got on every single one of them. I even got on that nasty little pony the one that bit all the time, that my brother loved so much. I got on every single horse. My dad and my brothers all became accomplished cowboys. They were amazing horse people. They entered competitions. I, on the other hand, gained a reputation because I got back on every single horse and I fell off. Every single one. At least once. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.